0: From podcast one, coming up in this episode of Target USA, one of the U.S.'s allies has a very interesting perspective on the situation with Russia. It's Croatia.
1: Russia was, in a sense, uh, the, the Soviet Union disintegrated. But what is what was amazing, and it's somewhat uh, uh, neglected as, as a fact, is that it disintegrated mostly peacefully one would have not expected something like that to happen. So there was a moment in history when we thought that there would be a possibility of having a partnership, almost an alliance eventually with Russia, convergence on the Russia being democratic country. Pierre
0: Simonovic is the ambassador from Croatia to the U.S. And he warns from experience that Russia is looking for every opportunity to step into power voids. Mm-hmm.
1: And we have seen that I was previously ambassador. I was exactly ambassador in Israel mm-hmm. during the times Uh, when Russia became uh, very active in the Middle East.
0: And he warns, now is not the time to whistle past the graveyard of the Cold War. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. Croatia took over the presidency of the European Union just recently. Croatia has its work cut out for it because the European Union is facing a lot of challenges, not the least of which is the uncertainty looming because of the now complete Brexit. But also, there's the big question of what Russia is doing in that region. Pierre Simunovic, Croatia's ambassador to the U.S., joins Target USA to discuss those challenges that lay ahead. Ambassador Simunovic, it is always a pleasure to talk with a fellow journalist, but it's rare that I get a chance to talk to a fellow journalist on this program. We're focused on discussions with experts in national security, so we don't have the opportunity to talk to journalists, but it's always a pleasure to, to meet one Who has served in a journalistic capacity and uh, you were a journalist at the BBC no less right correct yes tell us about that no in the first place thank you for having me and it's my really great pleasure
1: and uh, very uh, you know beautiful experience being back to the radio and I still consider myself very much a journalist I was professionally formed as a journalist uh, uh, working for the main creation daily at the time and then going to the BBC so working both, work both in the uh, printed print media and in, at, the, at the radio and there is a special flare about the uh, the radio as you know there is a special buzz about journalism and i i guess i never stopped being a journalist mm-hmm. uh, still uh, despite the um, other things i've been doing I, my 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 area of expertise while well, i was a journalist i was covering the uh, mostly the collapse of communism uh, in the uh, Central and Eastern Europe, uh, very much Russia, and the, finally the, the collapse and the, uh,
0: the, war, the wars in the in the former Yugoslavia. I recall that era, certainly the collapse of Yugoslavia and um, the, the Balkan Wars. I recall that era. Um, tell me what your experience was growing up, and, of course, being a young journalist at the time, what do you remember most about that time frame?
1: Uh, you know where is the uh, in, in terms of the uh, in terms of Yugoslavia as such, it was a uh, uh, it, it was a communist country. There was no doubt about it. It was not a part of the Soviet bloc as such, but in terms of the uh, the uh, freedoms and liberties you, you we, we and we now and you all the time have been taking for granted uh, did not exist at the time. So we were we were struggling to convey the, the the truth at the time. But in the uh, starting from the Starting from the uh, late eighties, the, the the things politically started to unravel in Croatia, in former Yugoslavia as well, and all over the and all over the uh, Central Eastern Europe, including Russia. And I was really uh, uh, extremely uh, fortunate, if you wish, professionally, that I was able to be present and to cover them all, starting with the uh, historical roundtable talks in Poland in eighty nine, then the first free elections in Poland. A lot of things began in Poland, actually, Mm -hmm. demonstrating that the uh, that the first breach within communism was possible, and uh, exposing the system as being brittle. And then the whole thing starting to unravel. And the role of Mikhail Gorbachev and the whole thing, the uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall. The the whole thing was unraveling extremely fast. that's what I was see was see see specifically in Romania, that the one regime which was extremely one of the most autarkic, most dictatorial, Ceausescu regime. To crumble in a matter of, of days, if not weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, this being uh, 2020, uh, a long time since that all took place, but there are some very troubling signs arising from Eastern Europe uh, these days, and not, no less uh, the Balkans are included in this um, because of Russia. Uh, because of the communist platform program, because of the communist ideology, because of many things that people thought were done and finished many years ago with the fall of the the the, the Berlin Wall, right. uh, but you are one, you've once again you know found yourself you your countrymen I- in a place that is a, a very difficult place right now. Would you explain or give us a sense of uh, what though how that how that feels? That is very interesting indeed. I mean,
1: in the uh, uh, during the nineties. As you all know, during the Yeltsin times, Russia was in a sense, uh, the, the Soviet Union disintegrated. But what is what was amazing and it's somewhat uh, uh, neglected as, as a fact is that it disintegrated mostly peacefully. One would have not expected something like that to happen. So there was a moment in history when we thought that there would be a possibility of having a partnership. Almost an alliance, eventually, with Russia. Convergence on the Russia being democratic country, getting being part of the same kind of strategic and civilizational, culturally, it is the it is a European, it is it is a Western Western country up to a large extent, uh, thanks to its Europe, European 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 uh, anchorage, if you wish. But the uh, the, uh, the that this is not to be. And During that particular time, Russia was very much absent in terms of the. Uh, trying to project influences um, uh, in the its immediate neighborhood it was basically letting the uh, newly independent countries go uh, not uh, enthusiastically in, in certainly not when it comes to their uh, membership in NATO specifically in the European Union but it was not very it was opposing vocally but it was not there was nothing much Russia was able to do and on the other side NATO and us all and in the, including the u.s indeed leading with the US was uh, basically uh, uh, handing a hand to Russia, helping the helping Russia getting rid of the uh, um, uh, stabilizing nuclear arsenal, getting rid of the uh, the, uh, uh, the WMD. So it, there was a sense of partnership. But then suddenly uh, all that changed. Uh, basically, it very much it did coincides with the, with the with the Putin's leadership, and Russia has become. Uh, gradually more uh, assertive up to the extent that it became aggressive with the moves against Georgia, with the moves against Ukraine, with the, uh, with the uh, brinkmanships uh, and the, uh, the, uh, the uh, creating uh, certain mischief on the margin, uh, which is not marginal for the Balt- Baltic countries, certainly. And the, uh, we, for example, uh, had to uh, also be participate in the, in the forward uh, deterrence posture mm-hmm. uh, NATO has vis-a-vis Russia in Lithuania and in Poland one of the one of our uh, units on the multiple rocket launchers in Poland is under the US command so the the uh, uh, shift from a possibility that there, there may be a genuine partnership with Russia to to having what we have now uh, uh, um, this is not the repetition of the cold war because Russia is Clearly not the Soviet Union in terms of its global reach, yeah. in terms of its economic and military potentials, but it is is—it is not what it was, well, so what it could have been
0: maybe. You said what we have now. What is it that we have now? How do you characterize what we have now with Russia and then the rest of the world, especially Eastern Europe, Croatia?
1: I would say in some aspects, certainly there is a, there is a, there is a, a, a cooperation with Russia, and it's for us all, I guess. When when it comes to some specific issues such, such as combating terrorism, combating some aspects of organized crime, uh, some aspects of trade, that could have been that that that, that needs to be better. But it uh, it's up to the, uh, Russia's behavior to create a framework within which that can happen. And based upon the aggressive moves Russia had had made, based upon the uh, the interference uh, Russia is doing into the uh, different sphere spheres of life of some. Around the world, uh, for for example, what Russia was trying to do um, uh, in the uh, Southeast Europe, it, it tended to be uh, rather absent when it comes when it was coming to uh, former Yugoslavia. It was a bit out outside the Soviet zone of influence. It was a communist country, but it was not not not, uh, not part of the uh, Soviet bloc. So it was staying outside the Moscow's influence. So, but the uh, the, uh, with the with the today's Russia, they are very much uh, interested in trying to influence uh, the, the the countries of not moving towards the EU, not moving towards NATO. They uh, they uh, they uh, uh, try to uh, get into the uh, substantial amount, uh, chunks of the, uh, can, the given country's industry in order to be able to exercise the influence through the economic means. They are trying to keep the uh, the countries within its uh, energy grip. There are a lot of uh, unconventional, the hybrid, if you wish, ways in which they are trying to influence decision-making of of, uh, many countries.
0: So let's let's bring this to the U.S. The U.S. election in 2016, there was a significant amount of very obvious interference from Russia um, outside of the sphere of influence, but certainly you mentioned um, aggressive activities and aggressive behaviors. And the interferences that the, the Russia had engaged in. You also mentioned the era of Putin. So, put in context for us why this is happening, why under Putin, and what Putin's objectives are.
1: I guess it, it certainly does not come out of the blue. There is there has been always the uh, the uh, uh, in Russia's uh, uh, political thinking that Russia is is, is, a, is a great country and that is this country uh, very much exposed to different aggressions from all sides having a, a large soft underbelly so many things russia is doing is gets, gets, uh, get justified by the by by the russian leadership as a defensive move you know hmm. but ultimately what boils down is that they are, they consider uh, 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 a wider region around russia which is a region uh, 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 consisting of sovereign countries as uh, something uh, they call it, uh, uh, near neighborhood, meaning that they um, they, they, may, they may so, consider this is a kind of perpetuation of a notion of limited sovereignty so of, the, of, of, of some countries, which should be totally sovereign.
0: Forgive, like, me, like, for an, forgive me for interrupting, uh, Ambassador. But um, uh, uh, defensive measures, uh, their, their Central African Republic, <laughs> you know, is hardly a threat to Russia. But you have Yevgeny Prigozhin. And you have many people that are part of his organization. You have the troll factory in St. Petersburg that he runs, but you also have election um, interference activities taking place in Madagascar. You have all sorts of uh, Morocco. So that's not. Uh, defensive, is it? No, it's certainly not no,
1: what, what what they said. I mean, I want to be clear on that this is not what it is, but this is how they are trying to justify with vis- 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 <laughs> themselves and with vis- vis- the international community. Everything is everything they do is meant to keep Russia safe.
0: So do they think the international community is not smart enough to know, as you know, and and, and everybody else knows that, no, this is not a defensive move. This is just pure well certainly they're
1: not they certainly not, not admitting that they are, the, the, the interference you have been describing and the different the, the interferences which are happening and certainly they're not describing the what they did vis-a-vis Ukraine and Russia right. as an, and uh, Ukraine and Georgia sorry as an aggression. They consider that as, a, as a, um, uh, so, keeping keeping the uh, Russian minority safe, keeping the, uh, the uh, they, they, they describe it differently, but certainly according to international law and uh, according to common sense, this is not the case.
0: So what is Croatia and its neighbors, and the US uh, and the UK, and I guess the rest of the people that Russia considers maybe adversaries or uh, certainly not friends what are what are all these nations to do about this aggressive behavior and certainly untoward behavior or, or, or c- certainly um just um there's really no better way to put it than just uh, disrespectful behavior. So, what are, what are all these nations to do about this? In the in the first place,
1: I guess the the, the point of departure is the our genuine wish to have a good relationship with Russia, mm-hmm. to have a, a constructive, uh, mutually benefiting uh, in, uh, relationship in, in all fields of uh, all all walks of life. But this is not only what I'm saying on behalf of Croatia. it is applicable to any country within the Transatlantic context. That is what we would like to have. But the, the the ball is very much in Russia's court in that regard. So we have to respond accordingly. And what we have been seeing, exactly as you have been describing, this is not this is not conducive to such a, such a, such an outcome. So we have to we have to stand firm. We have to uh, we have to uh, 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 deter. Uh, we have to react. And the stronger we are, uh, the less uh, there are an option, or if any kind of escalation uh, becomes uh, becomes. Uh, uh, possible or plausible uh, i mentioned the um, uh, nato's uh, forward the uh, the uh, the trans posture which is very important in sending a message that we are uh, we stand uh, each and every one of us stand for each other uh, in uh, mm-hmm. terms of the uh, defending us that is the uh, f- famous article article five NATO. Five, yes. absolutely then the, we feel and we are indeed the us is a is, uh, is an, ex- an extremely important <laughs> fundamental important part of ally for us all, and the, what we, have, we are getting from our U.S. Uh, friends is certainly a strong commitment to that Article 5, and this is functioning beautifully, the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, what, what we have put together and what we will be putting together certainly serves a, a, a cause of peace and stability in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, also there is a necessity to act jointly when it comes to the all kinds of interferences uh, we, we have been feeling ourselves and we, uh, other countries in the region, uh, it is not a, maybe a part of a, a master plan, but they, are, they are, once there, there is a kind of weakness and yet there is an opportunity, then you see that the uh, uh, some, some, somebody, some country is coming to fill the void. Mm-hmm. And we have seen that I was previously ambassador, I was exactly ambassador in Israel mm-hmm. during the times. Uh, when Russia became uh, very active in the Middle East. Before it was almost absent, there was nothing much happening. But the fact that suddenly uh, an opening has been created in, in Syria uh, enabled the, enabled Russia to become truly a major player in the Middle East, which has not not been in, to such an extent, at least not in a... Not, not Soviet Union was a major player all over the place indeed, because of its size, because of threat, and because the uh, the appeal and the vehicle of its ideology which is the communist ideology now there is no ideology there is there is no uh, no ideology whatsoever now they are pure interests Mm -hmm. and they have been able to uh, play their cards uh, Their limited cards i would say because we're talking about a country which doesn't have an an impressive gdp Mm -hmm. it's not a pure competitor to the us in the first place do you trust can
0: the west trust vladimir putin
1: we have to understand what makes him makes his move moves And what was what was his rationale? What his ideology? We have recently seen that he made his move internally, uh, creating, uh, reinforcing a a state council. uh, uh, Yeah, precisely where I want to go. Getting ready, getting ready to do something which we cannot see where it leads. But the overall uh, analysis of the of everybody watching it is that he intends to keep be in power. Uh, also, when uh, his um, uh, 2024 constitution, the second mandate expires, and constitutionally he uh, uh, cannot remain president, so there, there is there is there, there is certainly a, uh, an attempt to try to find a way of being uh, remaining in charge uh, after that at uh, that period. But so it, it trust ambassador... trust. in some aspects, in some aspects, I would say that the uh, um, maybe I, mean, I or Croatia is not in the best of positions to make that assessment uh, those who have been dealing with, with the president of russia have been u.s presidents several of them and they they um, I mean, they've been in a much better position to to uh re- respond to the question of so that of trust is or not that is that is in some aspects i would say yes when it comes to country terrorism when it um, Certainly, there is a level of cooperation we have with Russia, which we
0: need to have. Sure. So, yes. Part of, that, so, part of the international system. Yes. Important part. Yes, Putin can be trusted on um, on some things. I, I
1: Like like any leader, I guess. Like, okay. any, like, like, like any legitimate leader of any given country.
0: So, okay. So, um, and the reason I ask this question is because given what has happened, and you mentioned this, um, the recent changing of, or at least the interest... His move to change the constitution and uh, his his uh, prime minister, which of course he does have the right as president to do to ask for a new government, the whole government essentially decides okay, it's time to go. And then you know there's the new person who supposedly is some people call him a yes man or whatever. There's this question about why is he doing this is this is the reason why I asked the question about trust, because it suggests that he's turning over a new leaf to the to the to the untrained observer. But those like yourself who are steeped in this understanding and know this very well, some of them have suggested that he has his eye on a whole new country and has his eye on a neighboring country as well. Have you heard anything of this, and can you explain what this may be about?
1: There have been some uh, uh, speculations about the union with uh, Belarus in particular. Belarus. But my understanding is that at least they have seen that this is not working as smoothly as as, as envisaged. So what would and that? One of the responses was the the, the move uh, that has been made recently, creating the this new constitutional the reshaping. So how would that work? What is the? I idea? don't know. We I, I, I really don't know. We don't know it. I don't think that anybody knows how would that work in practice. We can only uh, detect uh, an attempt to, uh, to kind of uh, keep. The, there is a French. There is a French saying: uh, "Plus ça change, plus reste la même chose." <laughs> the, in, même you know, shows. The, um, the more the thing, uh, I think, changes, uh, the more it remains the same thing. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: And that 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 may be one of those things. La même chose. Yeah. yeah.
0: So him in, him remaining in power, one way or another. Okay. So let's speculate a little bit without uh, attaching any. Uh, uh any i guess certainty to this but just for just for the purpose of understanding this a bit if russia were to join with another country that would be a bombshell would it not
1: it would be indeed and clearly it would uh, internally internally uh
0: constitutionally
1: it would create a new uh, landscape politically
0: and and how would something like that work? Would it be like a country, like a business merging with something else? I mean, you're I, in a- you're I guess a... so, I guess so, but
1: it doesn't seem it doesn't seem that this is a, 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 such a, a likely option at this stage, really? I would say. Really? So, so it seems like a- I would say, and the, the respect, precisely because of that, you, we, you had this thing um, of the um, constitutional reshaping. Hmm. Otherwise, it would have been
0: something else. Yeah. So, um... That is on the horizon. Um, we'll have to wait and see another four years, maybe. Or I guess so. I guess so. In, in between now and then, because his term does not end until 2024, and you have a lot of other business to attend to. Uh, but you, I'm sure, will keep one eye on that situation and, and all of the situations that Russia has its hand in, and all of your neighbors and all of your situations. But let me just get back more directly to Croatia. What are Croatia's biggest concerns and issues at this point? I would say at this very specific
1: moment and this it also coincides with us having assumed the rotating presidency of the European Council for the first six months of this year so basically we, uh, we have a special responsibility when it comes to the European Union as a, as a whole in a very critical times of, of uh, managing the uh, the, the uh, managing uh, 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 what we think it needs to be a uh, well regulated smooth brexit leaving no grievances establishing really a, a very uh as, as it is now very close and in uh, relationship with the uk which remains a fundamental ally with nato so this is this is this is a matter of 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 great concern strategically the second thing is the, it's more internal uh, european but it is important as you can guess the any, anything involving money is very important we should also the new the new commission is in place the new european government is you wish and we need to put together the uh, so-called multiannual financial framework, which is a multiannual budget, and that has to be agreed. And it's always, it's always tricky and tense. We we're discussing money: who will be paying how much, and for what. So th- this is this is what's going. The, what is, what's what's But for the in, in an immediate national security sense, uh, on top of the uh, the uh, 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 this deterioration of the uh, entire European strategic landscape because of the behavior of Russia to which we, as NATO, had to respond uh, in order to uh, uh, make sure... And you sure, call it sure deterioration. It, I would call it deterioration, absolutely, if you compare this, the uh, strategic landscape, geostrategic landscape in Europe of some 10 years ago, and now we see that, the, uh, that the, uh, the, uh, something has changed. And what has changed is the, uh, the uh, 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 possibility of a conventional war in Europe... Uh, has somewhat increased. Be- before that, it was almost unconceivable uh, 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 in terms of the big big war. In- what kind of war? Uh, we have seen what Russia did with Georgia. We have seen what Russia did with Ukraine. We had seen the uh, continuous uh, uh, provocations, if you wish, uh, happening up in the, in the north vis-a-vis the uh, three, Baltic, uh, three Baltic countries. So we see, uh, uh, we see uh, disturbing patterns of behavior. Um, uh, uh, we don't think that the, uh, any kind of unconventional war or aggression is, 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 is uh, plausible, likely, or, or, or certain. This is not the case. But that, that in order to make that possibility uh, 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 as unlikely as possible, we need to stand firm and we need to demonstrate uh, determination. And that is what, what what we are doing within NATO, in order to create uh, an environment conducive to a to a, to a, um, uh, partnership with Russia, but at the same time, uh, making sure that the uh, Russia is not uh, uh, contemplating making any 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 uh, uh, intrusive aggressive moves vis-à-vis its neighbourhood, particularly its NATO neighbourhood. So this is, this is uh, in, 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 in the large picture, that together with uh, 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 suppressing international terrorism, which remains a, a matter of concern. The, as we see, the, the international terrorism the, uh, of, of the extreme, ex, uh, uh, generated by extreme Islam, it remains a threat. It, 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 morph, it always morphs into something new. Uh, uh, this, is, this issue has not been solved. We see a great instability in the Middle East and connected with the instability in Middle East and in Central Asia, uh, Afghanistan in the first place, what we feel on our borders is the pressure of illegal migration. Mm. And you know, it's, it's happening uh, uh, now through different ra- uh, routes. It's happening, uh, uh, Bosnia is getting more and more exposed to being uh, f- uh, getting filled with, with uh, illegal migrants. And these illegal migrants are trying to get into the West, and the West is is not admitting them. So they're pushing on Croatian borders. Where are
0: they coming from?
1: They're coming from uh, Middle East, uh, be it uh, Iraq, be it Syria, you know, in uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iraq. How are
0: they getting getting to Eastern Europe?
1: Uh, They're getting, this is also, that that is also a thing of law and order, I think, in international. they are moving themselves, but they are being uh, shuttled back and forth by different uh, criminal groups. Mm. Criminal groups from so, the along the route. So this is a Europol problem too. Europol, European Union problem, and a wider, wider international problem. And then some some of our uh, European Union uh, allies are exposed to the uh, northern African uh, across uh-huh. the Mediterranean. So this is a major move of people. And the, uh, certainly, the, if somebody is searching for, uh, for an asylum yeah. uh, based upon the uh, uh, justifiable grounds, there are international, as, as, it, as it's applicable to the U.S. and every other country, to, to t- take a look into that. But many, many, m- vast majority of them is simply, you know, searching for a better life, which is, I guess, legitimate for us, uh, from their point of view. But the, sure. uh, we, are, we are a country of four million. How much, how much we, have, we have accepted? Uh, a couple of thousands of people and inter- trying to integrate them in, it, in, it, in, a, in a smaller, uh, uh, reasonable numbers. It's it functions sm- nicely, yeah. but the, uh, the uh, uh, excessive numbers would overwhelm the uh, the services yeah. in the country. The, the, it doesn't make any sense. It's a matter of resources. You cannot. Absolutely. You absolutely. Know. And nobody else is. So we have become like a, a, a Greece. It has already been very much exposed. The Greece was, was mm-hmm. the closest and then all along the the the, the, the route uh, towards yeah. the, the west, uh, we have now problems, and we feel the we feel the pressure mounting. And we uh, certainly think, and we certainly advocate that this is not an issue a single country can deal with, or a single country can be left to deal with. Yeah, we have to have a joint response to that, and the uh, joint policies and yeah. uh, joint resources.
0: So, um, the, the the problem of immigration, illegal immigration, is still an issue, and uh, we 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 need to. To remain vigilant and focus on that journalistically as well and we will um, something I'd like to jump back to before we get too far afield from it you talked about the deterioration of the strategic landscape in Europe and you also mentioned the possibility remote possibility of a war a big war so who in if in that unlikely scenario would be involved in this war
1: what we have seen given the give Russia's posture On its uh, uh, western borders, is certainly the uh, the uh, 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 unfriendly, I would say, uh, deployment uh, in uh, close to the that western border Uh, with the Baltic countries. When it comes to the the enclave of Kaliningrad, when it comes to the uh, joint joint, when it comes to what's happening in Belarus. And it all depends upon our posture. If our posture is strong and robust enough, nothing will be happening, because it, 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 it will be having a deterrent effect. So that that is that is that is the key. Mm-hmm. If we are if we are robust and the determined and judicious enough, the, the, uh, the any kind of possibility of uh, of conventional aggression, conventional war, is less 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 and less likely. And in that regard, I would say the. Uh, the, the american uh, the american uh, uh, contribution the american leadership is 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 uh, an indispensable ingredient into the for the uh not, not for just for the sake of europeans but i would say also for the for the security of this great country
0: so at this point this is just something a possibility a remote possibility is that correct
1: that is on the ladder of uh, intelligence ladder, as you, as you know you yourself being a national security. But everything starts with the possibility. There are things which are not possible, and po- certainly there has been always a possibility because you have the resources, you have the points of friction, and then up the ladder you have plausibility, uh, likeliness, uh, you know something being very likely, something being almost certain. Uh, in order again uh, to make it uh, highly unlikely we have to stand firm mm-hmm. that 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 is that is what makes the uh, uh, that is what what is actually how we can contribute to shape to shape things mm-hmm. instead of reacting on something we it, it, it is it is just happening but on the other side we have seen a proven uh, willingness and ability to uh, act aggressively I, i'm repeating the case of georgia i'm repeating the case of ukraine
0: mm-hmm. well that is, uh, we've talked a lot about some dark things and some troubling things, but that is just the reality of the world we live in today, and um, I don't want to spend the entire interview talking about those dark things, because there are many positive things that are going on, and I'd like to ask you at this point, um, you know, we've talked about some of the threats and problems that Croatia faces, but I'd like to as well talk about some of the optimism, some of the positive, some of the... Um, elements and developments uh, in and around Croatia that uh, are uh, are good. Yeah, I mean, thank you for asking. I mean, it's really, the, when one
1: gets into the these uh, darker aspects of of life, then there, one may leave an impression that this this is the the only thing we have. This this is certainly not the case. Yeah. For example, when you look at the um, our, our uh, short history of our modern statehood established after the uh, collapse of uh, former Yugoslavia and the collapse of communism and the uh, the uh, w- despite the fact that we as a distinct nation having a distinct culture and this distinct, distinct ethnicity have survived for centuries despite not, for not having our own uh, state uh, in independent state sovereign state we have uh, in a sense transferred sovereignty to uh, uh, larger entities but we have su- we have been able to survive so that is a, that that is a, that is a uh, an important, vi- uh, a fundamentally important victory. And then in the early 90s we came out out of the what was even happening. We had been exposed to the aggression led by the Yugoslav army and by the, uh, the uh, Serbian leader at the time, Slobodan Milošević, who was, who was to die uh, imprisoned in The Hague, mm-hmm. uh, accused of war crimes he committed and he uh, led the Yugos- Yugoslav and the uh, Serbian paramilitary to do in Croatia, in Bosnia and Kosovo. Uh, From that, in a relatively short period of time, it was, uh, uh, let's say, a generation 25 years ago or so, from not even being uh, 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 before 1991, not being recognized internationally as a country, uh, being a communist country, and within that 25 years, having been able to uh, get into NATO, get into the EU, and basically now uh, being uh, holding the rotating presidency of the EU, which is the, um, the, 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 uh, the, the, one of the biggest concentrations of wealth and the, uh, 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 an integration based upon the values of democracy, freedom, and liberty, that's an amazing feat, is mm-hmm. it not? I mean, when you think about it. And certainly, uh, and the economy is doing b- b- better and better. We have a robust- uh, uh, now, I was about to ask you uh, about uh, that. About 3%, and the, that is for the also the well, forecast is good. What is tourism your... is booming? Tourism is booming. We are well known for us being a tourist country. Sure. We have the latest I have seen. We have almost seven hundred thousand U.S. tourists a year. Sure, what this is particular country? It is beautiful.
0: What is your biggest uh, export? Our biggest
1: industry is tourism. Okay. Our, our biggest industry is tourism, and we are uh, getting more and more.
0: I always uh, thought that Croatia
1: was a very lush uh, place where you could grow things. India, uh, that is also the case. We have strong potential for agriculture. We are gastronomically beautiful country for uh, uh, enjoying oneself. Uh, wine, we produce beautiful wine. So these are these are all the um, uh, tourism, tourism and the uh, um, associated supporting industries are the, uh, the f- for us the, uh, the 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 most important uh, uh, mm-hmm. source of revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, manufacturing uh, in the, uh, the growth is also based upon strong foreign investments.
0: Well, I've been very selfish today in asking all the questions uh, that I had, uh, but uh, I want to ask: Is there anything? Are there any areas you'd like to discuss that we haven't talked about?
1: Uh, well, it's it's you know the, uh, the what I was doing throughout my professional career uh, as, a, as as a diplomat, uh, later on in the in defense ministry, then in the national security uh, uh, field, uh, has been and also as a journalist has been leading me to a very very close cooperation with the U.S. So formatively, formatively for many of us in, in, in the, uh, in, I would say, in the uh, post-communist, uh, communism is long gone, uh, the uh, central and eastern Europe, the role played by the US has been so fundamentally important in the, uh, keeping the light of freedom and liberty alive. Uh, maybe this is an opportunity to um, thank you and to thank all the, all, all the Americans for, the, for being with us all the time never letting the um, for never letting the uh, the communism prevail hmm. well you and know I, I remember the my final observation du- during communi- communist times in the center of zagreb there was a u.s uh, uh, information center mm-hmm. with the u.s news uh, newspapers New York times washington post uh, different uh, uh, media which were not uh, ready there was no internet at the time yeah there were uh, hmm. books uh, publications so it it was uh, it was really a, a, like a, like a window into into freedom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the, uh, for us all, the U.S. played a special important, fundamentally important role in bring down communism. And the, uh, soon after that, it became immediately the uh, the uh, the most important partner mm-hmm. when it comes to national security across the full spectrum of what national security means. So yeah. that that is the case for the, that is the case with us as well. We have been uh, in our, our our particular partner is a Minnesota National Guard as as a wow. we have a state partnership program with the Minnesota. So we uh at the time more than ten years ago uh, while I was in defense ministry we were uh, basically forming joint units with our friends from the Minnesota National Guard fused units.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So there was a, there was an immense trust in, in 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 each other.
0: Our company is owned by. Uh, a company based in Minnesota. So Imagine that, imagine that, fantastic. So Minnesota is close to our heart. Yeah, Ambassador, thank you so much. Uh, JJ, thank you so much, it has been my great pleasure. That's Ambassador Pierre Simunovic, the representative of Croatia in the United States. Coming up in our next episode, what are the key national security threats the U.S. faces?
1: You have your big four, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, all the challenges that they present, um, and some of the newer things that um, have have really risen in the last in the last
0: few years, things like counterintelligence, Deirdre Walsh is the Chief Operating Officer in the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. We know there are lots of secret things going on that they can't talk about, but the fact that they're secret and are so important is what drives her.
1: There are things that the IC has been in the forefront of that are truly eye-watering and being able to be part of that community is honestly what gets me out of bed in the morning.
0: And those mornings start early, and they turn into days that last very long. And it doesn't stop there. A phone call in the middle of the night is never welcome. But living in the times we live in, they may be happening more frequently. The U.S. intelligence community. What are the challenges? What are the threats? How are they approaching them? Deirdre Walsh talks about it on her next episode of Target USA. If you have any questions or comments about our program, send me an email at J at WTOP.com. That's the letter J, the color green, one word, at whiskey tangooscarpapa.com. That's J at WTOP dot com. Also, Follow us on Twitter at podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And subscribe to our podcast, please. And if you want more information about what's going on around the world and, of course, in the national security space, sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff. And you can sign up at WTOP.com slash alerts. I'm J.J. Green, and this is... Is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. If you love true crime podcast, podcast one is the perfect destination. We've got two awesome true crime podcast trending right now, and you have to check them out. First, based on the iconic series on A&E, Cold Case Files explores some of the most difficult to solve murders which stymied investigators and then went cold, sometimes for decades. Next up, Autopsy. It's the latest podcast from Reels and Podcast One. Every episode takes you in-depth with celebrity deaths and their true causes. Check out both Cold Case Files and Autopsy. They're going to be your next favorite true crime podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and many of your favorite podcast listening apps. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.